Hello friends, it's Phil. Now, earlier today, I became particularly aware that the ground is firming up. And in doing so, let's say the moisture levels in the root zone, the bit where the roots of grass grows, the lawn grows, is drying out. And I was asked today, um, whether a lawn needs aeration this time of year. I was also asked by someone else, does a lawn need um, a wetting agent this time of year? And I was also asked, how do you water a lawn correctly this time of year if you've, one, got new seed, two, you're trying to germinate seed, and three, you've got a lawn with new seed in it. And how do you water a lawn generally? So, <clears throat> trying to be useful. I'll tell you the two versions of this. The version, <laughs> my playbook, that I have developed over the years. Uh, the, let's say, the middle playbook, which is the the kind of the sales and marketing strategy of lawn care companies to some extent. And then I'm going to share with you a very simple DIY way of checking water levels in your lawn. So where should we start? This start with the middle one, the professional lawn assessment now, back in the day, and I'd probably say maybe 10 years ago now, I used to have a sampling probe. Um, it was a kind of like a, a corkscrew that took a single soil sample out of a lawn. Just one soil sample. Around about, say, 20 mil in diameter so you used to get this this kind of pole that you'd poke in the ground you'd go down about 150 mil you'd give it a twist and then you pull it up and you pull out a sample of the lawn to look at its condition now if you couldn't get it in the ground you knew the ground was very heavily compacted if you could get it in the ground and then you could feel different layers of material and when you pulled it out you could see the same thing you probably knew that the lawn was okay and let's just say back in the day when i had an aerator sitting in the van all the time i would encourage people to aerate their lawns at least once a year if not more because like a tea bag the more holes you have in the lawn the more the water can flood through successfully imagine a tea bag with only a couple of holes in it it wouldn't make a very good cup of tea would it and do keep in mind my obsession with tea making the more holes in a tea bag or the construction of a tea bag makes for a good cup of tea so anyway i used to take these soil samples and that would help me gauge 
the condition of the lawn to some extent, but you had to take several samples to really get an idea of the condition of the lawn. One soil sample was never enough. So then the tool that I've developed and a passion for using more these days is actually a spade. So one of the things I discovered over the years is that the single core sample only gives you a little bit of insight, a little bit. But if you use a spade and you cut a discrete square around about 150 mil deep, and then you pop out the square, you can not only see the condition of the soil, but you can see the condition of the roots as well. You can get a real picture, a like dissection of the condition of the lawn. And in doing so, you can really see the compaction of the lawn, which all too often the lawn isn't compacted. You can see the success of the grass roots and you can really make a judgment as to whether the lawn is in need of aeration. And therefore, is it going to help with watering? Or how is watering going to work? So the third way to test the moisture levels on your lawn that I kind of like, kind of, because if you're not going to dig a hole with a spade to really suss out things, then the other way is to go and poke around the lawn an awful lot to get a gauge of how firm it is with a screwdriver. Now, the test is, and this time of year, we're talking about this time of year, if you poke the lawn with a screwdriver and you find that the top, say 10, 20 mil, is a bit firm to poke, a bit firm to poke, then your lawn needs a water because with lawns, with regularly maintained lawns, the crust, or I think it's technically called in the trade, panning, happens only in the top. And it's when the lawn pans out like a clay pot on the top, say, 5, 10, 15 mil of a lawn, and then dries out, no moisture can get through. And what you really want to try and do is avoid the panning happening by keeping the, the the kind of the crust moist. As long as you keep it moist and moisture can get through, the panning, the creation of the pan is less likely to happen. So the way you test for panning is poking it gently, regularly in lots of places with a screwdriver to work out whether the top is crusting off. And if it is crusting off, my friends, what you need to do with the lawn is give it an extensive watering. And the idea of that is water it at least once a week enough to, to get the top, say, 30 mil, the top 20, 30 mil damp, which means quite a lot of watering. But you only need to do it once a week because what you're looking to do is minimize the establishment of the panning on the top of the lawn. So, my friends, if you're in doubt as to whether to water your lawn, but it's starting to look a bit stressed, as it will be this time of year, then go poking it with a screwdriver and you'll know pretty quickly whether you need to give it extensive 
watering. If you're playing around with new seed or germination, you need to regularly water the lawn twice a day, at least this time of year with the moisture levels and the temperatures we've got. But by the way, as a little footnote, actually, spotting when your lawn is stressed and needs watering is really about observing its color. So, you know, when a lawn burns out, it goes straw in color. Well, there's a transition from healthy lawn to burnt out lawn. And I think it goes like this. Healthy emerald green lawn. Delicious. Beautiful. It then starts to dry out and it starts to go slightly darker green initially. Darker green. Very briefly. And that's when the plant is technically becoming dormant and the leaf is becoming more mature so emerald green to a slightly darker green and then after the darker green it goes a sort of a silvery green and that's when some of the leaf just starts to give up the ghost something and it kind of goes silvery green you can see it you can see if you look at your lawn and it's a nice lawn you'll see patches of the lawn that look silvery. Oh, and the reason why a lawn may otherwise go silvery is if you're using a lawn mower where you tear the grass. But let's say if it goes silvery, the next thing that happens after it goes silvery is it starts to burn out. It starts to go straw color, lighter green, lighter green, lighter, strawy color green, strawy color green, too straw. And then it's gone. So as long as you catch it before it goes silvery, then you should be all right. Anyway, look, it's a tricky time of year. But as long as you keep ahead of the lawn, you keep the moisture levels up, you keep the panning down, and you don't let it go over into that silvery mode and beyond, you should be all right. And as long as the lawn's got a good feed in, with a good watering, it's always going to respond, isn't it? Anyway, a bit of a rambling podcast there, my friends, but there we go. It's a little bit of guidance and insight into the world of watering when there is none coming from the sky. Anyway, thanks for listening. As always, dear friends, catch you soon. ta Bye. Bye. See ya.